I'm ready to do this one, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. I don't know if I want to edit this one. I think we're just going to go with it. Okay. All right. So, welcome everybody to the Mixed Feelings Podcast. It is your host, Michael Evans, here with my permanent invite to the cookout, J.L. Phillips. How y'all doing? So today, we are actually going to go with a comparison of careers. Uh, I'm very excited to do this one uh, because it involves my favorite player to ever play the game, uh, Kevin Garnett, comparing his career to that of Timmy D, Tim Duncan. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. You know, who who I think was better. Obviously, I think Garnett was better. It with, you know, respect to Tim Duncan. I'm not I'm not hating on Tim Duncan, but uh I definitely believe that KG was the better overall player. Uh where where do you land on that? It I'm kinda caught in the middle because like KG, the type of player that he was He's like how I am in real life. Like he's all about his team. You know what I'm saying he wants everybody to succeed, make it. Like I always said, if I made it, all my people made it. We all. That's KG's mentality. Right. But if I was starting a team, I probably would go with Tim Duncan. But I like KG better. Right. I understand. Okay, so and I and I don't like Tim Duncan's personality or his game. It's just that I think he'll be a better fit for a team because of how he is. Right. I mean, and, you know, it's not it's not knocking either one of them to say I think one's better or anything. So, uh, all right, I'm gonna do a quick comparison: uh, championships compared, uh, championships and seasons, honors and awards. Uh, just to start off. Uh, NBA championships, Tim clearly has the advantage. Uh, it's five to one. Uh, NBA seasons, Duncan actually played nineteen. KG, man, even though his last two were just kind of like being a mentor to like Cat when Cat actually wanted to listen. Uh, KG played twenty one seasons. Uh, playoffs, uh, eighteen. Tim Duncan, fourteen. KG, which is kind of surprising. Uh, because KG played on some really bad Minnesota teams. I mean, horrendous. And then the Brooklyn years, they, they I don't think they ever made the playoffs when he was there. Maybe the first year when they had Joe Johnson and those guys. Um, All-star games are tied, actually, at 15 apiece. Uh, season MVPs, Tim Duncan got two. One of them was questionable because Kobe probably should have won it that year. Uh, Garnett won it the year it was 04, the year he took him to the Western Semi or Western Conference Finals against the Lakers that year. Um, finals MVPs, Duncan has three, Garnett has zero. All NBA first teams, uh, Timmy has 10, Garnett has four, which I think is way, way, way too low. Uh, you can't tell me there's only been four times where where Garnett wasn't, was like, you know, wasn't a top five guy, in my opinion. Um, especially like, I mean, Kobe and Shaq were up there. Duncan, you know, I, I don't know who else, you know, because LeBron wasn't a top five guy until probably what the 07 season when he first took them to the chip for the, to the finals the year before the big three at Boston got together. So I don't know. I could be wrong on that. Uh, all NBAs, Duncan has 15. Garnett has nine. Again, way too low. You can't tell me that Garnett wasn't a top 15 player for more than nine times in his career. Um, all defensive first teams, Garnett has nine. Duncan has eight. Uh, yeah, I am too. I mean, Duncan was – Duncan was deceptively good at defense, but he was not like he was not locked down on a post by any means of the word, in my opinion. Uh, all defensive teams. So this is really weird. So 
All defensive first teams, KG has him by one. All defensive teams, Duncan has 15. Garnett has 12. Uh, defensive player of the year, Garnett has one. Duncan never got it. Rebounding leaders. Uh, Garnett was a rebounding leader four times. Duncan was zero. Uh, who in the world got the 96, or no, the 95? The 95-96 rookie of the year. Damon Stoudemire got over KG? Damon Stoudemire. Wow. And obviously Duncan got in because Duncan was in one of the trashiest drafts of all time. I should know. Was it, though? He came in the, what, the 98 draft? What? He came in two years. 1998 later. NBA draft. Uh, who did he come in? Who did he come in with? Mike Bibby. Uh, Bibby was nice, but, I mean, he wasn't. I mean, he's not taking it. He ain't taking it from Yeah, he, yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, but he was nice, though. No. Oh, no. Duncan wasn't the number one overall pick, was he? Duncan fell. Actually, I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, wait. No, no, no. This is Paul Pierce's draft. This is Paul and Dirk. He was in the 99 draft. No, he wasn't. Where did he go? What, whatever year KG came out, whatever year KG came out, Tim Duncan came out two years later. No, KG came in in 97. Oh, okay, yeah, so, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. 95 is when he goes, so. All right. Uh, okay, yeah, no, never mind. This is a great draft. Uh, this has Tim Duncan, Keith Van Horn, Chauncey Billups, uh, T-Mac. Keith Van Horn was slept on. Do what? Look, I said Keith Van yeah, Horn was slept on. He might make my top five unfor- uh, uh, forgotten beasts that we do. He's up there. Derek Anderson as well. Ron Mercer. This is a decent draft. But anyway, back yeah. to back to the back to the matter at hand. So Tim Duncan won Rookie of the Year against T Mac, which is, I mean, eh. especially on a team where he had Sean Elliott and David Robinson. So his numbers might have been fluffed a little bit. Uh, okay, so point. So, you know, based off this, man, you know, they're pretty even, apart from the all-NBA first teams and obviously the finals MVPs. But, uh, you know, defensive player of the year, Duncan never got it. Rebounds, Duncan never got it. Um, and what's – okay, so I'm looking down here. Regular season stats, points per game, KG with 19, Doug, or, guard, or no, KG with 17.8, Duncan with 19. Rebounds, they're literally .8 difference. Duncan has the edge. Assist, KG 3.7 to 3.0. Uh, steals, KG averaged – actually averaged 1.3 steals per game. Duncan averaged .7. Blocks, Duncan 2.2. Garnett 1.4. Uh, total points – 425 points difference uh, in favor of Duncan, 26-496 to 26-071. Total rebounds, 15-091 to, to Duncan, Garnett, 14-662. Total assists, Garnett had him by about 1,200. Uh, total steals, 800 to Garnett. Blocks, 1,000 right at in favor of Duncan. That's really weird to me. I mean, knew more people going to try to. True. He seems true. KG, you know you a wild man down there. Tim Duncan, he's what? We've heard him say 10 words yeah. in 20 years. So, all right, here we go. Best season, no game minimum. This is their best season stats. Points per game, Duncan's best season was 25.5 and 02. KG's was his MVP season, 24.2. Uh, in 04. Duncan 03 was rebounds 12.9. Garnett was his MVP season 13.9. Assists per game was 03 again for both of them 3.9 and 6.0. 3.9 Duncan, Garnett 6.0. Steals was 99 for Duncan and 0.9, which was also the shortened the, the holdout season. 
98, 1.7 for Garnett, and then blocks per game was 03 for Duncan, 2.9, and KG's MVP season, 2.2. So, when we get into this, obviously, I mean, as far as stats-wise, they're almost mirror images of each other. I mean, am I wrong in saying that? Yeah, they're, they're close I mean, KG played total games in the regular season. KG played fourteen sixty two. Duncan played thirteen ninety two. So the difference of almost like probably about six. So we got a season's worth basically. A little bit over eighty games. Garnett must have got hurt, and I don't remember it somewhere. Or no, it's probably his last two years where he didn't play, but five games a year. Uh. So, I mean, you know, you got a season's worth of of stuff to where KG's numbers drastically went down. Uh, Duncan, for the most part, did stay pretty consistent, even in his, like, lower years. But he also had Ginobili, Parker, LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, it's just, like, the, the, the level of talent that played around Duncan, especially in his early years, is leaps and bounds better than KG's. Do you think um, Tony Parker's probably been that good anywhere else, though? Do I think they would have? I mean, Parker, yes. Ginobili, ah, maybe. Parker, Parker didn't need Parker didn't need Duncan as bad as people think that he did. In my opinion, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really I mean. Well, he had a nice floater. He did what? He yeah, I mean, yeah, nice he had floater. a nice. I mean, he had decent handles. I mean, he 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 didn't give up the ball. Like he didn't he didn't cough up the ball a whole lot. Uh, like, like in my opinion, he's Derek Fisher, but we're getting more. Credit. I agree with that. A lot of people sleep on D Fish. A lot of people sleep on D Fish. So. Let's let's look here. So their best statistical seasons were 2003 and 2004, respectively. So let's go 2003, San So I'm just wanting to look. At, so he started his, he was the 98, 99 guy. It was his first year. Yeah. So it was his first year on the team. Uh, wow. I did not know this about him. He averaged 40 minutes a game almost, 39. Yeah. So his rookie year. I remember Dave Robinson doing. I, I remember Dave Robinson doing the interview about Tim Duncan saying that if he could take us back to the borderlands, by all means, let this be his team. He's out of gladly stepped inside. Okay, so just to throw some names out here, who he played with? He played with Avery Johnson, who was decent, not great. Uh, David Robinson, who is one of the most underrated centers to ever play the game of basketball. Uh, Sean Elliott, who, you know, a little bit ahead of his time uh, as far as, like, kind of how the game's played now. Uh, I thought he was a, I thought he was way, like, I thought he was way, like, he was one of the first green light guys of this, like, era. Uh, Steve Kerr also played on this team, but Steve was 33. I mean, look, this is an old team, man. This is a very old, old team. Uh, their best players are Tim Duncan, Avery Johnson, David Robinson, Sean Elliott, and uh, Mario Ellie. Their ages are Sean was 30, 
Avery and David were 33. Mario was 35, and Duncan was 22. Yeah, Malik Rose, who was their fifth best option at 24, and Jaron Jackson at 31. So, yeah, they were old. Still good. Won the championship this year. This is championship season. They beat the Knicks. So, all right. So, his first year, he wins the championship with help. So, let's look up. Technically, you can't say he won it with help. Because he I mean, I understand that, but you, you can't. I mean, he didn't do it alone. Let me see. All right, so 98, 98.99. All right, so this is KG's second year. Uh, Garnett's averaging 20 points a game at 22. He had Marbury, Terrell Brandon, Joe Smith, Sam Mitchell, Dennis Scott. I mean... Apart from Marbury, who? Joseph was nice. He was. I mean, he was young. But, I mean, is he – are these guys Sean Elliott and Avery Johnson? David Robinson? I mean, granted, they were older, but, like – so this year they went 25 and 25. So they split the season. They were fourth in the Midwest, lost in the first round to these Spurs. So let's see their head-to-head matchup. So they lost game one by 14 points, 13 points. Uh, let's see. KG, KG had 21 and Sam Mitchell had 19. And then Terrell Brandon had 16. The closest person to them in points was seven. Tim Duncan had 26. Avery Johnson had 21. Sean Elliott had 14. David Robinson had 12 and eight. Timmy had 12 rebounds. They had Jaron Jackson off the bench with 10. I mean, you know, help. Minnesota took game two with Garnett putting up 23 and 12 with six assists. Terrell Brandon showed up 18 and nine and seven. Anthony Peeler 11 and five. Still, closest person after that was Sam Mitchell with nine. And then Duncan puts up 18 and 16. Avery 16 points with three dimes. David Robinson 11 and 10. Sean Elliott, 13. So the one game he doesn't have, like, decent production, they lose from his teammates anyway. And see here, game three, Duncan has 15 and 7. 15, 7, and 7. Avery has 24. Robinson has 17. Garnett has 23 and 12. Terrell Brandon has 16. Everybody else has under 7. Like I said, I'm not discrediting Tim Duncan in the slightest, but he had help. He had crazy help. Game four or game five? No, game four. This is I forgot. This is the three, the the first of five or best of five. So ninety-two, eighty-five, San Antonio. Duncan had sixteen. David had nineteen. Avery had seventeen. Garnett has 20. Terrell Brandon has 27. Joe Smith has 12. Everybody else is under eight. Sean Elliott had 14. 
and Jaron Jackson had 10. So, Garnett didn't have a game under 20, I think. He might have had one this one right here. Hold on. He might have been 18 on this one. At 23. The game they won, he was 23. Yeah, so he didn't have a game under 20. He consistently had to step up and be a 20-10 guy to even be in the ball game. These are games he's losing by 14, by 7, by 13, and he, they won the game by 8 that they played. And he, and, he, and, he, and he had to go 23 and 12 and had to have Terrell Brandon help him out with 18 and 9 and 7. So, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not hating. It's not hate at all. So, their next time they won the championship was 02-03. And let's see here. San Antonio Spurs. Bruce Bowen, complete lockdown. Everybody knew it. Tony Parker, averaging 15 that year. Uh, was Ginobili here? Yeah, Ginobili was here. He wasn't doing much. Steve Kerr was still on the team at 37 years old and played 75 games. Why? That's what Steve Kerr doing. Sitting in the corner shooting threes. Oh, wait. He he attempted 1.7 threes a game. He shot 40% from the three-point line that year. What was his role? I'm just just saying, bro. And on a team, a team like the Spurs, you can put my pops out there, like, "Hey, sit here in the corner right. and shoot this three. But you, okay, so look at the okay, so look at this squad, man. All right, so they won an o two o three. Tim Duncan leads the team, obviously twenty three point three. He has Tony Parker at twenty years old. He's a thirty one year old Bruce Bowen, which Bruce was he, Bruce was never an offensive threat. Bruce was, I'm going to get up in you, and you're not going to be able to drill past me. He had Steve, He had a young Steven Jackson and David Robinson still. And Manu off the bench is his seventh man. Kevin Willis was on this team at 40 years old. What the hell? Why are the Spurs always old? <laughs> I'm I'm serious. Ages. Anthony Goldwire, 31. Danny Ferry was on this team at 36. Kevin Willis, 40. Steve Kerr, 37. Steve Smith, 33. David, 37. Bruce Bowen, 31. They got more vets than they got freaking... I mean, that's that's how they was when they had Kawhi. That's true. That's true. Kevin Duncan was old as hell. Kawhi come through. So... What what did they beat? They beat the Lakers in the semis this year, didn't they? Yeah. O two o three. This was the this was the year they broke up the three peat or the four peat. Yeah, they were first. They were first. They were first yeah. in the in the Midwest division. Probably first in the NBA. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, they beat the Lakers four in, in six in the semifinals. This is when Kobe and Shaq started having, like, so not started having problems, but their problems came out, like, to a head. Like, everybody was like, oh, you know, here, here it is. Okay. So, that same year, Minnesota Timberwolves go 51 and 31. Not a bad year. They were third. They were third in their division and fourth in the uh, league, or fourth in the in the conference. And they lost to the Lakers two four, so they lost to the Lakers in six the year before the the series before. Garnett averaging twenty three thirteen and six. So you want to hear this like stunning roster that he had, and he still took them to fifty one and thirty one. Uh, his second best player was Wally Zerbiak. But Wally was decent. Yeah. Uh, Troy Hudson. Eh. Kendall Gill. 
Joe Smith, Rod Strickland at 36 years old. Two names I can't even pronounce. <laughs> Anthony Peeler. Was Tom Gugliotta on that team still? Tom Gugliotta. No. No, he was gone. So, yeah. What roster are you taking? Even though they have a 40-year-old Kevin Williams and a 37-year-old Robinson, who who are you taking? I'm taking Parker, Ginobili, Robinson, Steve Kerr for four points a game, you know, because he hits a three in the corner. Man, some people might think that's a good thing, bro. I had people. I'm just saying, people have told me with a straight face that um, LeBron James never had a bad team because he had Mo Williams. This so, okay? Is somebody out there? This right here. I, I, anybody listening to this? Anybody listening to this? Please message me uh, on Instagram. Please message me on Facebook. Message me on Xbox. I don't care. Text me. Anything you all want to do. Wally Zerbiak, in no way, shape, form, fashion, universe, (laughs) is even Steve Kerr at 37 good. I don't know. It's not disrespectful. He played 42 games this year. He got hurt. Whatever. Okay, yeah, he averaged. Okay, so he averaged 17.6 points a game. He, oh wait, what? His his attempted field goals, he shot 14 shots a game. You are not winning anything. He's lucky he made the playoffs. Wally Zerbiak shooting 14 shots a game is not going to, is barely going to get you anything. I'm sorry. So let's go to the next season for the Timberwolves, the year he won MVP. Oh, my God. His second best player is 33-year-old Latrell Sprewell. And his best player after that is 34-year-old Sam Cassell. Oh, and here goes Zerbiak. With his 10.2 points per game. This is the best chance he had. And this is also, coincidentally, the one that got him to the conference finals. But let's let's just take a look here. Garnett averaged 24, 5, 13 point, no, so 14. So he averaged 24, 14, and 5 for the year. Shot 50% from the field. Averaged 20 shots a game, made 10 of them. Played 40 minutes a game. Latrell Sprewell played 38. Averaged 15 shots a game. Shot 40 from from the field. Man, I didn't know Latrell was a decent three-point shooter. No, I forgot. It's been a minute since I've been... Trust me, in all of my basketball, had I, yeah, he did. But in all my basketball talks I've ever had with anybody, no, at no point in the conversation has it come up like, "Hey, man, you remember Latrell Sprewell? How great he was!" Man, that's because like people who watched Latrell Sprewell who actually knew. You know yeah, saying? I mean, I understand. I watched him like, a little bit because I mean, I I like like he he was nice and go to state, bro. Like Sprewell was a dog. Then the, people didn't like Sprewell because the shit he was True. doing. You know what I'm saying? That's why nobody talked about him. You know, you choke a coach, smack a couple of women, yeah, you're not. and they're going to bring you up a conversation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you do a couple of bad things off the court, you know, people tend to forget That's about true. you. That's true. So, all right. So that same year, Ginobili comes into his own. Uh, you know, they go, he, he has 12.8. Garnett or uh, Duncan averages 22, 12, and 3. Parker, you know, 
steps up, 14.7, probably his coming out season. Uh, this team actually had a 24-year-old Hito Turkoglu. And still yet, a 41-year-old Kevin Willis. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. Again. and then oh, okay. So this is when they got rid of Big Shot Rob, Robert Ory, because Rob Ory was on this team. Man, he was thirty three by the time he got to the to the Spurs. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah he was he was in illegal eight yeah. years. Yeah. He had, a, he had a whole career in Houston. Then he went to L.A. Don't he have, like, nine or seven? He got he seven. He got seven. Yeah, he got seven. So, actually, okay, so this is really – okay. So, in the 03-04 season, it has – you know, top performers, right? Garnett led the league in points, rebounds, and win shares that year. Garnett's been – Garnett was back to – oh, it's Kobe. Never mind. Sorry. So, Garnett actually was the points leader his – his year, he won MVP right at 2,000 points for the year. And guess what? What? Duncan only has one time that he's been a, a leader of anything, and it was rebounds in 01 02. Garnett was back-to-back rebound leader in 03, 04, 04, 05. And back-to-back in win shares. This man has been snubbed his entire career. Just because he didn't play with Hall of Fame talent. I mean, Tim Duncan's game ain't, ain't like KG. KG, KG's an NBA. KG revolutionized the position. just laid back. If you don't have KG playing the way he does, because he was like everybody credits Dirk, but Dirk was one dimensional. I'm sorry for all the Dirk white boy fans out there. Dirk was one dimensional. Dirk didn't play defense. Dirk didn't play down low. Like he had a decent he had a decent turnaround like post move, but he was not banging. That's why I used to hate Dirk. Dirk in no way, shape, or form was down there banging with anybody. Ever. Well, see, I can't even say KD revolutionized though, because when KD came to the league, he was a small forward. They put him down there because, you know, of a necessity. And he just never came back. He didn't have to. He was six foot eleven. I'm just saying though, he, he come in as a small forward though. I mean, like, like Tim Duncan was a power forward from day one. No question. Maybe nah, he was a power forward. You know what I'm saying? People, he played center like, after David left, but K- that's big. KG, like, KG was out there running with guards. Right, but okay, so, okay, so you have, okay, so you have KG who's doing that right now. Or who was doing that during his time? His prime, prime KG is a hard man to deal with. Don't and coupled with the fact that he was the biggest trash talker that the league had ever seen since Michael Jordan is completely beside the point. So Garnett's playing power forward. He has great post moves. He has great post defense. Like he might have been, he might have come to the league as a small forward and ran with guards. But you can't tell me that people came in on KG on the regular because they didn't. They didn't come in. They didn't come in when KG was, you know, decrepit in basketball years at thirty-five years old playing for Boston. So, KG's out here running breaks, kind of like '94 Shaq did, 
out here running breaks. So is he as good a ball handler as like an Anthony Davis or, or a Kevin Durant? No, but he's in the same mold. If you want to, if you want to compare, if you want to say that six foot 11, damn near seven foot tall dude that's out here dropping, shooting threes, you know, playing the mid range game, taking in people that are smaller than him and bringing out people that are, that are bigger than him. You know, I would call that revolutionizing the power forward position because I, it, he kind of he kind of ushered in the positionless guy. Like, do you believe there's a true center in the league anymore? Who? Yeah. Drummond. Who? Andre. Okay, Andre Drummond. Drummond. Is there? Okay. Apart from Drummond, uh, the White Howard. Get out of here. Dwight Howard, but he's not playing. He's still sitting in the league. He, he might have very little minutes. Javale McGee. Javale runs breaks though, but he's a center. I'm talking. No, I'm saying there's plenty of people in the center position. I'm talking about like the play, like these old school centers used to play. Oh yeah, drumming by himself. Yeah, I'm talking school. like back to the basket, like centers. Like a David Robinson, like Shaq, you know, and even Shaq kind of wasn't, you know, I mean, especially early Shaq. You're talking Orlando Shaq. Orlando Shaq was running breaks. People forget that. People were just like, you know, oh, he, you know, Shaq was this and Shaq was that. Like Shaq just bullied people because he was so much bigger than. Him. Like he ran with them too for a while. Elijah one was like, man, this dude is a tank with a Lamborghini engine. So, I, I mean, stat-wise, so if you're if – you, if I'm comparing somebody's careers, I'm – because me and you have had this discussion, I hate the ring debate, always have hated the ring, hated the ring debate. Because if you're having a ring yeah, debate and you don't mention Bill Russell, then you're not really talking about rings. Russell was the best player on 11 teams and got 11 rings and coached two of them. He coached and played at the same yep. time. So if you're bringing rings into the conversation, you know. But people don't want to give him credit, so I don't, I don't know why. Though. I don't I don't understand either. Bill Russell's, the, in my opinion, the second greatest Celtic, Larry Bird being first. And even then, it's questionable. Like, I mean, that's 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 definitely a debatable topic. But anyway, no, it's not it's not about Bill or Larry right now. But like, what I'm saying is like, so you if you're you you have to take out the rings in this in this situation. Uh, you know, seasons played, like I said, Garnett fell off hard when he fell off because, like, Tim Duncan playing that traditional back to the basket was longevity as far as, like, stats go. You know, I don't care how old you are, you can always do a post move. That's why these old dudes that play pickup basketball at 45 years old are still decent when you play against them. I learned more from a 45-year-old dude named Bird Hall than I ever did being coached by somebody that tried to teach me, like, that tried to, like, tailor to the way that I played. I, w- I was like a KG. I didn't, you know, I didn't play. I wasn't a traditional back-to-the-basket dude. I hated it. So what I'm saying is, like, Tim Duncan's style of play made him have more productive years longer, plus the talent that he played with. You're so – you you get rid of like you know Tony starts falling off, Manu starts falling off, Duncan's in a slump. Like Duncan's Duncan's coming off his prime. You're, you're getting off your three major big threes. You're getting them off of a off of off of their prime, and then you throw in this kid from San Diego State, who's possibly the second best player in the world right now, maybe even the best. It's you know. You don't know. I can't give him that best. I can't give him that best right now. I can't. Who you giving it to, Giannis? It ain't LeBron. Bro, as long as LeBron's playing, bro. Nah. Well, that's not a debate. Bro. Another conversation. Another conversation. Arguably the best in the world right now. Arguably. I mean, you argue. Arguably the best in the world right now. So, and, and like, it, Kawhi didn't take long. 
He did it with him back in there. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, like, you know, it didn't take Kawhi long. I mean, Two games, three, and it's like, hey, this Kawhi kid's pretty good. I don't know why people were surprised by that. I knew he was good in San Diego. And, you know why? Because people, because, like, like, these smaller schools, and I say San Diego State's a smaller school, you know, it's still D1. But, like, you know, these smaller schools or whatever, you're like, ah, he's, you know, big fish, small pond. Kind of like Chris Bosch in Toronto, but that's another conversation for another time as well. Uh, you know, how are they going to do against against the big boys? And then you got to look like Kawhi was six foot eight, pushing 220, 230, with a really good jump shot, great handles, and lockdown defense. He was about, he was going to shine regardless of where he went. So, all right, so we're, we're going to, we went over Duncan a little bit. Duncan, you know, like I said, he, he had all this talent around him. You know, I, mean, I think if you took if you took the people away from Duncan, I think he still would have been a successful. Like, you know, as long as he had pop, he was good. Right. So I mean, we're so we're talking a good we're talking a good uh, good coaching system. Okay. So. KG. KG fell off after after Boston. In Brooklyn. Man, that's because in Brooklyn, that was retired the whole. It was. He he got traded. So listen, I'll be honest with you. I was Bill Simmons is my favorite sports writer, strictly because I, I like I I've read his books. I, I like his I like his style. Uh Bill Simmons don't give a damn. He don't. That's what I'm saying. He really does not care. So, I agreed with him. I watched that draft, and we gave up KG and Pierce. And KG was like, nah, I'm not doing this. KG's like, I am not. He Because he had a trade clause that he could – like, he had a no trade clause. And Pierce called him up and was like, listen, man, you just got to – you got to you gotta wave it because they're going to they're gonna either send me – and keep you and just, like, not renew your contracts and you get away from nothing, you know, because who was going to pay him the rest of that money that he was going to be owed? And, or, you know, you just wave it and let's go, right? So he waves it. And Bill Simmons has one of the greatest – it didn't turn out to be this way, but it was the greatest quote at the time. Uh, So they go back to him, and it's been, like, six picks later. And they go back to him. It's like one of the only – it was one of the only two times he had ever been on uh, the draft, like the draft panel. And he goes, I can't – he goes, I'm still trying to wrap my head away, around the fact that we gave up – Boston gave up two of its best players in the last 20 years for three meaningless picks and the worst NBA contract in, in recent memory. Talking about Jared Wallace. And – that totally went the other way because we got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart, and we got all kinds of people off that one. It was an absolutely beautiful trade. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But, you know, KG was 37 when he went to Brooklyn, played 54 games, averaged 6.5 points a game. Um, you know, he averaged 20 minutes a game. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't KG of even previous year. Um, you know, our championship year, man, he was he was an 18 and 10 guy with four assists. I mean, he won. He he got a well deserved ring. Like he he deserved the ring. Don't get me wrong. He he deserved it way before he got it, but he got it. Uh. But you can't you can't tell me that you know Duncan wasn't like Duncan just didn't have more help. Like Duncan averaged in oh four oh five was the last time I'll take that back one one other time. Oh six oh seven he averaged twenty points a game even, twenty point zero. And other than that and the and his his prior years like pre 
pre his first championship, that's the only times he averaged twenty like twenty points a game, and he he averaged double digit rebounds up until the 2010-2011 season. They never hit it again. He's a career nineteen ten and three. You know his assists aren't as big as KG's because he didn't play. He just didn't play like KG. People just people looking at his stats are just going to see Mister Consistency. You know the big fundamental. And he just, I mean, I think he got out while the getting was good before he took a real big dip. And I don't know, man. I just, I don't see how you can look at two players with identical stat lines and then just say, like, people will laugh at you if you say KG is even on par with him, like I, that's what, that's what it pisses me off is the disrespect to Kevin Garnett to say that he's not even in the, the conversation. I mean, he's in the conversation with Tim Duncan, but then, you know, you do got people who consider rings and stuff like that. Like, Say, for instance, yeah, me and my buddies when they was talking, you know what I mean? They always talking about how Jordan, Kobe, LeBron is the GOAT. Tim Duncan really never had, never had an offseason, bro. He got five rings. He did it the same team. No, I mean, no. Like, You're right. But, and I mean, since it is a KG and Tim Duncan debate, KG himself said Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan was the hardest person for him to guard. He's the only person that can get him out of his game because he that like people would talk like trash talk. He said Tim Duncan did it in such a way that where you wouldn't even see him say nothing. Like he'll post you up, um, back you down, you know what I'm saying? Hit you with a fade. He said, You'll make a good play at it and just miss the ball. He like almost. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. Like I heard that. I, I heard that. So for KG to even say this man used to get me out of my game, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, but I mean, you can't help but say he's above him. Okay, well, okay. To counter argue that, when they went head to head, they were right beside each other. Like their stats were equal. I mean, he might have got him out of his game mentally, but he was still producing what KG does. So let me ask you this: This is the biggest test. Because KG's a dog, though. True, but okay, so. I'm going to give you this question. And anybody else listening can also, you know, like contemplate this and, and ask themselves this question as well. If you flip flop them, if you traded careers or traded places, if you put KG on that, on that Spurs team and you put Duncan on those Minnesota and even Boston teams, I don't think the Spurs will be a successful. You don't think the Spurs win five championships. No. How? You don't think no. KG don't drop 25 a game his rookie year? Yeah. 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 I think he still gets buckets. I still he, he does a lot of stuff. But, you know what I'm saying? Tim Duncan came into a situation where he was coachable. KG wasn't? Yeah. For a time. Dude, I KG was a KG was a wild man, bro. He, he, he was, but I, anybody that's ever coached KG, Doug Collins or was it Doug Collins? Who coached? Hey, what him? real coach has KG had? He had Doc. Later in his career. I mean, that just that that should even prove. Hold on a second. So let's go 98-99 when they won the championship. Who was Minnesota's coach at that time? Kevin McHale. Oh, no, Flip Saunders. Flip Saunders wasn't bad. I mean, he wasn't bad, but I'm just saying. But people if – you, if, you if you had 10 coaches to pick from in the league right now, will he make your top 10? No. <laughs> exactly. Okay, but that's not, that's not a fault of KG, though. That's not a fault of KG. I'm just saying. 
But okay, so I'm thinking. So okay, so are you saying that if you flop Tim Duncan onto these teams, that Tim Duncan wins multiple championships instead of the one in Boston? No, I'm not saying that either. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying Tim Duncan would make Minnesota better. I do think Tim Duncan would have got more than one ring, though. I, I think he at least got two. Well, okay. But I think he would took a different path, though. Well, let's go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and throw this out here. For every great, for every great move that Danny Ainge made, he made one twice as dumb. So you can't tell me that the Boston Celtics should not have three peated. The 07, 08, 08, 09, 09, 10. 07, 08, they won the ship. 08, 09, they got better and younger. KG goes down right before the playoffs. We lose to Orlando in seven. And then they go off and just like, I don't know how they beat LeBron that year, but they did. And then the 09, 10, halfway through the season, we're like, Nah, or no, Kendrick Perkins gets hurt in Game Five, and we have to trade. We have to we have to replace him between two people: the not very defensive Rasheed Wallace and the geriatric hospice Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, I get what you're saying, but that's like saying LeBron should have three in Cleveland. If Kyrie would never got hurt, LeBron would have Golden State would never had that first one. Yeah. I'm just saying. He took him to six by himself. So I'm just saying. Yeah. If you if you wouldn't go and say Boston should have three, because somebody got hurt from the playoffs and in a regular season, you could easily say LeBron should have at least one more in Cleveland because his finisher got hurt. In the finals, I mean, he still took him to six. I'm glad you admit that he was the finisher. He was. Everybody knows he's a finisher. But okay, you know so but my thing is like, you can. They're statistically the same. They are a mirror image of each other. I'm. Like, That's true. Garnett. Doc Rivers and and other people have have said how coach coachable like he like he was the most intense player but he was also the most coachable like he expected perfection of everyone around him which is why minnesota was such a bad matchup for him and why he eventually said you know listen man i want out like he 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 had a he had a uh was bill russell bill russell interviewed him and he was like man i'm just tired of losing and like dude's got tears in his eyes so you can't tell me that if he switched to a Greg Popovich led. Now, Pop wouldn't have probably gave him the reign that Minnesota did as far as, like, being his personality, and it might have turned out bad for him. But as far as a production standpoint, if you put him in there and it stretches out to where people can't double-team Robinson, to where people have to play KG honest and they can't double-guard Sean, uh, Sean Elliott sitting in the corner or a Steve Kerr sitting in the corner shooting threes, I you I, I can't believe that they wouldn't win five still if KG stays on the Spurs for nineteen years. I can't see it, bro. He was better defensively, just as good offensively, and distributed the ball better. Great teammate, perfect teammate. Demanded, but then he's taken away from somebody else, huh? If he if he's doing all this, he's going to score more. And he's passing the ball more. The ball's gonna be in his hand more than Tim Duncan. Right. I mean, what, what's so bad about, about young, that? I mean, especially talking about young KG. That's taking away from somebody else. Okay, but let's let's okay. Let's go back real quick, real quick. While we while we have got a little bit of time here, let's go back to this this '98-'99 San Antonio team. By the way, KG took that garbage team in 98-99 to an eighth seed in the playoffs at 25-25. and 25. So, who is he? Okay, Avery Johnson averaged 9.7. I'm fine with him taking a little bit of shine away from him. David Robinson would have got his. Sean Elliott would have got his, his dish outs because 
because KG passed the ball. When he drove, he passed it. I I mean, you know, I I'll, you know, I got love for you and everything like that. You know, we we do we butt heads a whole lot when it comes to basketball, and we're going to butt heads on this one, and, and we're going to agree to disagree because I'm not going to persuade you, and you're not going to persuade me. But there's I there's I don't think I don't think there is a universe in when KG plays on this part this first hand they don't win five possibly more. I give them three. What three? The ninety-eight, ninety-nine season. His rookie year. I don't give him the rookie year. So you don't replace KG's twenty-one or his twenty-one point seven and like ten with KG's like oh what did he get with KG's twenty-one and ten and five. I, don't, I just don't think they would do it as rookie year. So what years? Year. So they, what years do they win? Let's say, hold, let me see what years they won. Oh, so, so if you take if you take KG's rookie year, KG just come fresh out of high school, right? Ninety six. You know what I'm saying? So Tim Duncan just got finished carrying Wake Forest. It was four years away. Still, you know what I'm saying? Tim Duncan had a whole different level of experience his rookie year. Basically, what I'm getting down to it is Tim Duncan was babied his entire freaking se- his entire freaking career until he got to where he could do the baby. He was coddled and shielded from the real world because he had viable options on his team other than himself, and he got to ball out because he got one on ones constantly because you couldn't double team him and leave David or Sean or Tony or Manu or anybody or Robert Ory anybody like that open. Apart from Latrell Sprewell and Sam Cassell, and not counting Boston, his early careers, his first 13, 12 years, in, 12 seasons in Minnesota, who, who was going to do that for KG? KG was double and tripled half the time. He had Marlboro on his team. Marlboro was nice, man. That's, that's you were, crazy. So, year, so sophomore season, Starberry is better than any – Early season, Tommy Parker or Manu Ginobili. I didn't. Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Marbury's better than Tony Parker. Yes, I would say that as a whole. I would say that full confidence. Oh, uh, mm. okay. Because I mean, me, me personally, I don't feel Tony Parker was. Any like Tony Parker has never impressed me to where I'm like he was somewhere else. He'd be all right. So you think he was product of the environment? Yeah. Like now, I seen Marbury go to a couple teams and ball out. Did he play for the Knicks and do do well? Yeah. The Knicks was trash, but Marbury ball. No. All right, man. Well, in conclusion, we both still feel the same way we do, and I hope this just you know. I hope this sparks conversation between other people and to to maybe like do a little bit of research and and realize. I ain't saying KT trash because like I said, I like him better. I just think Tim Duncan's personality went better with that situation. I understand. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. So are we? Okay, real quick before we sign off here, are. We both in agreement that both of them are at least a notch above Dirk Nowitzki. Hell yeah! Okay. I, I didn't talk about like, like, like you said earlier. Dirk wouldn't play down low. I hated Dirk for the longest time. Well, Dirk, you were seven one small forward and wouldn't post nobody up. That used to piss me off. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because like people are trying. People tell me now that Dirk is better than KG, and I'll, I'll just laugh in their face. He might have a better shot than KG, but Dirk had a better I shot than half the I people he played with. You know what I'm saying I'm not gonna say he's better than KG. No, I'm, no. All right, man. 
Well, guys, this has been episode three. Sorry it took so long to come back out with this one because we're both essential and I get tired. So I know that's right. Right. So this is us <laughs> signing off for the Mixed Feelings podcast. We'll be back. Uh, we're going to do every Wednesday. So this is going to go out on a Sunday, though. So we'll we'll see you guys later. JL, thank you. Welcome back.